Welcome in to the Glenn Beck program. And for Glenn today, Justin Barkley. And of course, yes, it is another full day, jam-packed with news. Just because some have the day off doesn't mean the news ever stops. And especially these days, we'll continue. I often say it's like drinking from a fire hose. So we'll get to it all. But another thing that seems par for the course and constant through it all, no matter what's happening, is the politics. And aren't you tired of it? Yeah, me too. Well, we'll break down the politics and everything and maybe even have some solutions. This hour, coming up on the Glenn Beck Program, after this. The Glenn Beck Program. Happy holidays from the Fed. They just gave us some, well, somewhat truthful reading about inflation for the first time this year. What a way to wrap up the year, right? Consumer prices and inflation have surged to a 39-year high. It's the fastest pace in nearly four decades. Energy prices up 34%. And you know how fast food costs are rising. We all feel it. On top of that, Biden is now trying to throw another $1.7 trillion into their social and climate plan, which could potentially accelerate rate inflation even more. At this point, it's just a matter of when and how bad. The U.S. dollar is in extreme peril. Gold and silver are a time-tested and conservative hedge against insanity, unrest, and potential hyperinflation. Call Goldline today. Ask how precious metals can protect what you've worked so hard to earn. Ask Goldline about their special Christmas offers and a very special bonus for listeners of my program. Be proactive. Call today. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. No matter what the headlines are these days, there's, there's always one common denominator. There's, there's always some sort of politics at play in everything. And even in some of the most tragic disasters, wildfires today in Colorado, tornadoes down in the south a couple of weeks back, it's, it, it really um, unfortunate. But those in power have to rush along with media companies a lot of times and people that just have a maybe a particular ideology or a narrative that they favor to, to run towards making the state. We don't even give people the time to grieve, bury bodies before we had to run out and make our political cases, unfortunately. As someone who's been up close and personal with this and watching it, all throughout his career is Charlie LaDuff. He joins me right now. He's an American journalist, a media personality, they say, according to Wikipedia. But I know Charlie's just a good guy from uh, Detroit who really, uh, I, no matter where we are, I can tell you that I uh, may not agree with everything that uh, Charlie says, but that's okay. That would be kind of boring. I just know that he's always going to tell it like it is. Give me his honest opinion, and a lot of times facts. And in uh, Michigan, but throughout the country right now, Charlie, sometimes that's a hard time, to, a hard thing to find finding people you can trust, especially when it comes to reporting the news. Appreciate you being here with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy New Year. That was funny yeah, though. You're like, hey, you sometimes too. he's got facts. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, quite a bit, quite often. There we see the we see the facts. You know, but you know the thing is. That's one thing, even facts nowadays, that are, that are, 
You know, that's what we're constantly hearing. Even Facebook is telling us that their fact checkers are often just opinions. Like they're admitting that now. It's it's kind of strange. Facebook cycle, man. Like you know, we all broadcast our shows also on Facebook, and people just commenting, like agreeing with you, they'll get tossed yeah. off. Just for it, and it, I, I do pride myself on yeah. sitting here in the middle, trying to live in a society, trying to respect everybody, and you can't even tell the truth. Like yeah. the vaccines were oversold to us. Huh? Everybody knows mm-hmm. that now, but Facebook doesn't. Yeah. No. I and a lot of times people even I've seen people post things that are right on the CDC's website. <laughs> and they post the screenshot of the website and they're in trouble and they're getting taken down. And Charlie, that's a that that that's a problem. I know you uh, by the way, if folks want to check a, uh, check it out, he's talking about the the show that they put on Facebook this is the No BS News Hour, nobsnewshour.com. Uh Charlie writes to or go over to um, YouTube because they kick you off less, you know. You don't get banned as so, much on YouTube. So the thing I, I, I saw the other day that you wrote for uh, Deadline Detroit was was talking about COVID stats. And it was interesting because last hour we just played the clip that Fauci actually admitted something that people had suspected for a long time. And you would get it would just get criticized if you asked a question. But uh, about these stats, specifically COVID, let me talk like hospitalizations or deaths or any of these numbers, but stats in the hospitals right now they're seeing a huge jump in hospitalizations of kids and fauci on i think it was msnbc or cnn actually admitted not every kid that's in the hospital that's a COVID hospitalization that they're counting is actually sick with COVID. a lot of these kids he says have just come in and this sounds like common sense and reasonable but you would be a conspiracy theorist if you said this before he's decreed it but the fact is, is that the kids have come in, and every kid or every patient, everybody that comes into the hospital, my wife had a baby in uh, 2020, and when she went in, they tested her. Everybody coming in gets tested, and if you've got it, they want to know, and I think that's, I think that's a good idea, but they're going to count that even if you're not sick. But we can't count get it. the straight talk on these just, numbers. Yeah. Just, just count it then, but count it. See, the, the straight talk, it seems to me, brother, and it's this is just like having a cocktail with my brother over the holidays, right? It's like, um, you're throwing so much stuff at me over the last couple of years. I just, I can't listen to it anymore. We all live the science, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. You look at Aaron Rodgers has it. The, the next yeah. week he's, uh, he's got 140 quarterback rating. Uh, <laughs> and everybody in the crowd is breathing on each other. There's a hundred thousand people watching, breathing on each other. I just really don't get the messages. So, we yeah. do know this. Hospitalizations from the the, the the world record spike of last January, now we're in the new world record spike of this January, hospitalizations were half. That's all you got to know. Yeah. We know kids aren't dying in school. That's all you got to know. Right? That's the way yeah. I'm approaching it. Now, I, I was a good boy, did everything. Now I got to use my common sense. Oh, she's telling you. That, that's all. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to argue well, about this anymore. And and I think so many people are right in that same boat. But the politics of yep. all of it had just, I mean, it's just been so much a part of all of this. Um, even even with the, the governor here in Michigan, I know you've been well, looking true. at these I numbers. Mean, and everything, but sorry to interrupt, but now we're just talking because we're going crazy. And, you know, I haven't seen you in a while, man. And it's like, this is the most <laughs> schizophrenic state in the union, right? 
I mean, yeah. we were like, suspend the Constitution, lock it all down, mask mandates, right? At least in California, like New York, you know, you got to bring your card around. California, you got to put your mask on. Our governor's AWOL. It's the total opposite now, and what she's selling is we have the tools now to beat it. If you get vac- vaccinated and boosted, we can beat this. Well, you know, not not exactly, I guess, because it's raging here. You know, I mean, the hospital, she, she put out this statistic for, for your listeners. From January to December, 85% of the people that died were unvaccinated. Okay, you flip that on his head and it's 15 out of 100 were vaccinated. My question as a governor is, why would you have January, February, March and April when it wasn't mm. universally available to everybody? <laughs> How about we start yeah. when, you know, like we got to 50 percent and then we can measure it. So I went to her health department and those statistics are like the McRib. They come, they go. You don't know when they're going to be available. <laughs> limited time only. And I say, give me give me October. Give me November. Give me December. The October, November number says this. 25% of the people who died of COVID were vaccinated. So now that death number is starting to spike. And all of a sudden, I can't get December because they're not counting it that way anymore. The minute you ask for the latest data is the minute they're not counting it that way. So I'm not any, a denialist. I know this by, by data. If you got the vax, it looks like you, your data rate of death is less, right? Your, your severity mm-hmm. is less. Okay, I won't argue. I look at the numbers. But why can't mm-hmm. I have the numbers? Because right. of politics? BS, man. Yeah. BS. You know, Charlie, I know from the beginning, um, it, this has been quite a... You've been all through this. I've been kind of forced to deal with it, too. But, you know, even with when this, this, uh, this vaccine has come out... Um, one of the things that they reached out to me and said, hey, will you take uh, this and then uh, we'll pay you to talk about it. The billions of dollars that have been spent on pushing this thing, when I think it's very reasonable just to tell people, lay out the facts to them, as you just did in a very calm and rational way. Look, we got some great data on this. It shows that, uh, you know, here's the truth about it. It shows that, well, and, and, it, and right now we know, look. If you're vaccinated, you can still get it. You can still yep. transmit it. But it, yep. but at the same time, it does seem to look like it's going to improve your chances on hospitalizations and deaths. So, you know, look, if you're in that certain category or a doctor says maybe you should take a look at it, take a look at it. But they came to me and said they wanted me to push it like I'm some sort of influence or something. And I said, look, I don't I don't think you're paying attention to what I talk about on this show. I think it's crazy to listen to some sort of talking head for medical advice. Talk to your doctor, a trusted health care provider, the things that I would always say, and you know, maybe you want to pray about it too. I don't know. Everybody's different. Everybody's going to have to make a different mm-hmm. situ, di- different decision. I think that is reasonable and rational. But you know, people call me anti They call me a COVID denier. You conspiracy theorist. All this stuff does. It's just wild to me. Well, like, let's just step back because, like, the, the year's ending. Right? We're now turning the new year, so we're now going into the year twenty twenty one. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're going into 2022. It was like the last two years have been one foggy year, right? (laughs) Remember, in the beginning, we all paid attention. We all followed the orders. We stayed home. We washed our eggs at the porch and took off our pants and, you know, sat inside and collected (laughs) our government check and had these poor dopes, our essential food deliverers, take care of us like we're a bunch of ninnies. Mm -hmm. And then... 
reality took. We, we, we all live this. We all know what yeah. it's doing when you say that, that group. The people that are dying are still older, over the age of 65, or they have comorbidities or, you know, some mm-hmm. lung disease. We still know that. What have we done to protect them? That yeah. we could all, like, if you look at what Biden wants to spend money on. I'd, Mr. Fauci, I'd like a holistic plan, sir, to mm-hmm. fix end-of-care life. You know, where we, we're warehousing older people, senior citizens, and these, these mm-hmm. nursing homes that where infections run wild. There's no talk about fixing what's obviously broken. Or like in Michigan, uh, the health department that can't count a nursing home death or the unemployment uh. office that, that can't hand out appropriate checks. You know, mm. they, uh, obviously they, spend, they send as much money to Nigeria as they did to Novi. It's incredible. Let's round these numbers off for the listeners around the world here. Basically about, I'm just rounding it off for math, everybody. $40 billion was given out by the Michigan Unemployment Office, right? That includes the federal money. About $10 billion of it was fraudulent. 25%. Now, when you read the report and you break down what they're telling you, it's basically this. We got overwhelmed. Our system sucks in Michigan. It's, it's like paleolithic, our computer systems and what we're able to do. So they, they wittingly, knowingly uh, decided to shut off the identification verification system. We just got to get these checks out, man. People live in checks. So they just willy-nilly sent out checks. It got so clogged up that legitimate people couldn't get their checks. Kim Kardashian yeah. got $7,000, wow. and on it goes. So the governor in politics is trapped because Democrats could do no wrong in 2020. Republicans could do no wrong. Nobody would admit anything. And so now you're stuck with the narrative of we did a really good job and everything's improving day after day. And the, and the fact is you didn't, and you can't blame the governor for inheriting a bureaucracy that stinks. Mm. But then ask yourself, bro, and then I'll give you the floor. If you couldn't trace the money to legitimate people, how is it that we now know 25% of it was illegitimate? Mm. Talk to us. Mm-hmm. But we're children, apparently. Charlie Ledeff, uh, take a break. I want to talk solutions. What do you do to, to, to get pa- past all of this? Uh, I mean, because I think most people, they, they, they do. They just want to get past it. We want to move on, and we want to fix some of these problems. So what do we do? Charlie Duff, when we continue from the No BS News Hour, NoBSNews.com. Back after this on the Glenn Beck Program. If you're looking for a New Year's resolution that is easy to keep, I have just the thing. It's time to do something that will help protect your identity and your personal information. It's time to get LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. LifeLock will alert you to any potential threats to your identity online because you're going to miss certain ID threats if you're only monitoring your credit. And they pay attention to more and will not only notify you if they find threats, things like your information being for sale on the dark web, but also if you do become a victim of ID theft, A U.S.-based restoration specialist is going to help you take the necessary steps to help resolve your case. 
That's LifeLock. No one can prevent all identity theft, monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock is the New Year's resolution that's easy to keep. Keep you and your family safe and save up to 25% off your first year. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. LifeLock.com, promo code BECK. Save 25%. Barkley and for Beck on the Glenn Beck program with Charlie LaDuff, who's uh, with us right now, the No BS News Hour, NoBSNewsHour.com. Charlie, how do we fix this? I, I mean, you know, you're seeing you're seeing all of these issues. you got to have some solutions. Holy smoke. Okay, well, give, let's... I know. Man, if I, you had, in a if I had the solutions, I'd be the king. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. hey, why you don't know, you run, okay, Charlie? But, well, that's another thing, man. You know, here's what's funny. <laughs> here's what's funny. Both of these political parties got an opposition research book on me. Yeah. Because it's now lining up, right? In Michigan, you know, it's going to be hotly contested. Whitmer is not popular. Uh, you've got about 12 Lilliputians running for, for the uh, Republican chair. And, you know, it's guys like me and you that stand in the middle and try to, you know, talk sense and dig up facts and make sure that our brothers and sisters out there are aware of the issues and there's a place you can go where you trust it and all of a sudden i get attacked i'm like this is funny so let's let's do inflation it's pretty simple uh i wouldn't i wouldn't kick out another 1.7 trillion in amorphous uh you know i, I got property yeah. on the lake front I, I don't i don't like the lake levels rising but they actually kind of fell look here's the point you printed too much money you just printed too much money. You forgot the fundamentals, and nobody in Washington understands the balanced budget and how monetary mm-hmm. policy works. If we need to infuse money into the economy, why don't we wait? Let's let the excess money and money supply that's been occupying the national economy burn itself out, let people spend it, and see what's happening. If we need another stimulation, then you come around with it. But it's what's the numbers? And nobody's supporting this thing, man. No, nobody's re- no. supporting a return to the welfare state. Just give me stuff with fake money that destroys the money that those of us that were taught well by our mothers to save is no longer worth anything, or it right. loses ten percent of its value just sitting in a bank. No way. Mm-hmm. So how about that? Yeah, how about honesty and accounting? We can't keep printing. No, That's for sure. honesty in contracting. Right? Here's the deal with these political parties. Both of them. Both of them. You get power. You get the pot of money. Your buddy gets the contracts. You get the sweet deal. Your niece gets a job. And I yeah. get to pay for it. And I get nothing but crappy roads, crummy water, power that goes out all the time. That's what I get. My schools mm. stink. The hospital mm-hmm. system blows. The nursing homes are a, a cattle pen. I get nothing. All I do is get up and work. Mm. You just make me mad. That's what's going on in the country. Mm-hmm. I'm just pissed. You got incompetence. So I would say, ladies and gentlemen, don't vote for the sexy one. Vote for the boring, competent, <laughs> number cruncher, right, who can actually count. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, you know, you know, because I, I'm, what, what I'm hearing you say, 
as I asked you what about solutions, I thought to myself, you know, Charlie, you get elected. Uh, but it's one thing to get elected. It's another thing to actually, you know, to govern. And I yeah. think we've got we've got a system where people, I mean, they get elected. It's not a, not a problem. But once they get in there, it's like, do I really care about fixing these problems, or is it more of just about okay, did I? How do I stay in power, or how do I climb that ladder to uh, you know to keep my uh, political ends in mind? And, th- and th- this is this is the uh, this is the problem that we're all facing in every single situation that we're in. Uh, <laughs> no matter what we continue to go through, yeah. You're beholden to the political parties. That's what happens once you get in there, right? You're Republican, you're Democrat. If you buck them, you don't get a committee assignment. You get you yeah. get an office like in a parking garage somewhere in, in Washington. <laughs> and then your own party will line people up to run against you in the primary. Charlie, right? one last question and we got to let yeah. you go. But are people waking up, people you talk to? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know what? It's just a big stew of, like, warm dog food. It's starting It's it's starting to boil. And I don't mean boil over like we're going to riot. It's just we're done with it. I, no. Just, neither party no. in this state can count on it. No BSNewsHour.com. Charlie Leduff, thanks for being here with us today on the Glenn Beck Program. Back after this. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You've heard me talking about MyPillow for years and how it's changed the way I sleep. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, fitted me personally for my own MyPillow because I told him, I said, I don't think I really like him. And he said, wait, I think you have the wrong one. Got me the king size pillow. It has changed the way I sleep. It will not go flat. You can wash and dry it constantly and it stays the same amazing shape. You fluff it once before you go to sleep and it's that way. Best of all, it's made right here. So you don't have to worry about, are they going to be MyPillows on the shelves along with the lowest price offer mike is also extending his money back guarantee trial until march 1st of next year so it makes a great christmas gift you can get the standard my pillow for 1998 originally 69.98 a 50 dollars savings and the king size pillow is 10 bucks more go and see all their rotating discounts over 150 my pillow products enter the promo code back 800-966-3117 800-966-3117 it's mypillow.com promo code back your daily antidote to the socialism virus. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. Uh, lots, lots of people are asking for uh, the information that the doctor gave out in uh, hour one near the end of the, the uh, first hour today about what do you do if you've got Test positive with COVID. Well, what about if you have to go to the hospital? What should you ask for? What should you tell, say no to? Lots of good answers, and his entire interview will be posted a little later on today in the podcast section. Just go to glenbeck.com or anywhere you download those podcasts, you can search for the program and get it. But I've, I've, I'm hearing from a lot of folks who wanted to to hear hear that again and some of the information went so quickly that they that they wanted to get a chance to hear it and maybe see it again so we'll make sure you get that and uh, and have that information you know i really interesting to hear what he had to say in the politics of it all as we continue to see what's happening in hospitals and all of this covid and there's not a single subject now that the politics doesn't absolutely 
uh, permeate. It's, it's, it's just, it's crazy to watch it. That everything. And unfortunately, when it comes to health specifically, people are dying. And I believe needlessly because of the politics at play. I just saw this uh, this story uh, Glenn Greenwald posted up on uh, Twitter. New York is using race to determine access to a limited supply of life-saving COVID treatments. We've heard about this in, in Florida where the Surgeon General there sent a letter to uh, folks in Washington, the Biden administration, saying we need these treatments please quit playing politics and quit playing games with people's lives and now we're seeing it's happening in new york too glenn glenn greenwald says the rationale for prioritizing some races over others for access to covid medications crumbles upon close examination well what this is called is equity when you hear them talk about diversity, equity, inclusion, those types of things, and, and how they might make their decisions, now they're literally deciding who lives or dies based on race. Gosh, I, don't, I just don't understand how people on the surface can't hear that and say, folks, we have gotten way Of course. We have found ourselves in a place that's almost unrecognizable. It really is incredible. Monoclonal antibody system treatments save lives, announced the New York City Health Department. In an October 26 public notice, according to Glenn's piece here, these treatments are available and life-saving, the agency said. Noting that they have averted at least 1,100 hospitalizations and at least 500 deaths, they say, among people treated in New York City alone. The agency urged the public to seek out these monoclonal antibody treatments as soon as possible. When given early after symptom onset, monoclonal antibody treatments can decrease the risk of hospitalization and death from COVID. Which is why it's crucial to get tested, they say, as soon as symptoms begin. The sooner someone is tested, the sooner treatment can begin. And now they say the city's health agency quoted its own health commissioner, Dr. Dave Chotsky. The science shows that monoclonal antibody treatments work and make all the difference when it comes to the severity of the illness. It thus urged that the treatment should be given as soon as possible after someone tests positive, and you should be able to get, I would think, everybody without a indication of what particular race or category they fall into. This whole idea of perverting medicine and health with politics and really racist ideology now 
inevitably has and will kill even more. People will die. Not only are they looking at some other criteria of how old the people are, what do they weigh, what are their health, the, all these the symptoms and, and the severity when they look at who should get the monoclonal antibodies in, in New York, but according to Glenn Greenwald's piece on his substack here, um, there are other factors, and they claim there are other factors that may increase the severity of their illness. Are they non-white, Hispanic, or Latino? That I'm surprised they didn't use the new and improved Latinx. Those ethnicity questions should be considered a risk factor, they say, as long-standing systemic health and social inequalities have contributed to an increased risk of severe illness and death from COVID. Folks, the politics of all of this, I mean, it's just disgusting. The politics that we see play out now also, I think, when you go to a hospital, the question of whether or not you're jabbed or not. I'm getting some really just incredible stories. People are texting me uh, at 616-201-3353 some horror stories of some of the politics that they have seen. They can email me, justin at justinbarclay.com. But I've heard stories come out of people and they go to a hospital for treatment or they go to try and get better. That when a doctor finds out or when a certain individual at the hospital finds out that they are not jabbed, their status, so to speak, then they have a completely different idea about how to treat this person, or, or not just medically, but how to treat them when they talk to them, the bedside manner, etc. And folks, it's just disgusting. First, do no harm. That's the Hippocratic Oath. It's taken by all these individuals. But apparently these days, uh, that, <clears throat> that flies out the window when it comes to the politics perverting everything. The CDC now says that you shouldn't go on a cruise ship, no matter your status. See, this is all part of the, you know, part of the problem. Is who do you believe and what do you believe when you hear it these days? I mean, Fauci flip-flops, the CDC flip We had this list for you earlier. <clears throat> but in the last week alone, cloth masks don't work, according to CNN. CDC says PCR tests are unreliable. Fauci 10-day quarantines can be cut down to five now. And Biden, there is no federal solution to beat COVID. In all of those statements, and I think it's important to you know celebrate that COVID is possibly crumbling. At least the, the facade of it all. Possibly crumbling. And I think that's good news. But at the same time... That this is happening. We know that it's only happening for political reasons. Midterms are on the way. 22. You know, you really like to be able to, to kind of declare victory and move, move on. 
at least I think that's what they'd like to say. Now, will they? The CDC now saying if you are jabbed, you probably shouldn't go on a cruise ship. You know, I was never a fan before <laughs> before COVID. I think I, I think I've been on one. I think it was only one that we took one cruise. And I just, the idea of being stuck out in the ocean, I don't know. Maybe that many people together. I don't know. Watching the movie Titanic, I don't know what it was. There was something that just kind of threw me off. And these things are kind of petri dishes because you have a lot of people come together. And they tend to be that. So, But now you got COVID involved. We were told you should be able to do anything. You get jabbed. Matter of fact, that's why they moved the needles, so to speak, for so many people. People are told, you get jabbed, you don't have to wear your mask anymore. You get jabbed, you can go back to your normal life. Apparently, uh, not, not so much. CDC says now Thursday that people should avoid cruises and uh, cruise travel regardless of their status after an increase of cases on cruise lines in recent days. <laughs> well, does it, I mean, does it work? And if it does, how well? Maybe just give me the facts. Stop playing games with all this. CDC now saying that even though you are low risk, you know, when you get to jab, you can still apparently. And now that's another thing. Admitting that, you know, you can still actually get it. That's a CDC. You can still actually get it if you get the jab. There's a full list of these, by the way. Um, And a story, again, the politics of it all. That I find just just absolutely fascinating, but also disgusting at the same time. Now the Minnesota Board of Medical Practice. You wonder, where are the doctors? Why don't they speak out? Why do they go along if they see these things that are wrong? The doctor we talked to earlier today, the neurosurgeon from Michigan, Dr. Avery Jackson... You know, I talked to him uh, yesterday just briefly before he came on the show with us to hear the story. And he shared why. It ties in why he's willing to speak out. Ties into this story right here. We'll get to it next. Why aren't we hearing more doctors speaking out after this? The Glenn Beck Program. Life is about being active, whether it's about going on your daily tasks or exercising. You know you're well when you're regularly active. But what happens when being active actually hurts by the end of the day? This is the position I found myself in a number of years ago. Everything I wanted to do in my daily life, all of the activity it called for was held captive to almost constant nagging pain. When I heard about Relief Factor, I was skeptical, but my wife said, give it a chance. Not long after I took it, I could feel the pain pain begin to melt away and i've been taking it ever since and i can tell you that relief factor has helped me get my life back i love that it's not a drug but it was developed by doctors and about 70 percent of the people who try it go on to order more your first step to becoming pain-free just might be ordering a three-week quick start for only 1995 go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief 800 for relief or relieffactor.com find out all about this offer and feel the difference 
Happy New Year. It's Barkley back in for Breck back today on the Glenbeck program. And I got to tell you, um, I, you know, it doesn't feel, I don't know. It doesn't feel like the New Year yet. I don't know why. It doesn't feel, I don't feel that same sense. <laughs> it's just weird. I don't feel that same sense of like, oh, a new year, a fresh start. I feel trapped in the treadmill. <laughs> I feel trapped like a like a hamster on the wheel. I don't know about you. I normally I get that, and I'll now I will admit. Uh, a lot of times it is sort of a false sense of new year, new you. Now, <laughs> now not unless you make some real specific changes. Uh, and I've done that before. I actually have done that. I I have dropped you know hundreds of pounds. Found them a few times. Uh, but I know I've made major changes in, in my life through the years, and I've seen uh, I've seen some amazing things happen. So I know that it, it can happen. But the the whole thing of like setting resolutions and and I know it's it's much bigger than that. But I just don't feel that. I don't normally feel like an optimism. I, don't, I guess that's it. And I, I guess I am a little more of an optimistic kind of guy. But I don't. See Sort of feel that, and I maybe it's a cautious. Maybe that's how I should look at this: a cautious optimism at what's to come. Because I know the stakes are high, and I understand what we're facing, but I also understand the truth. So maybe that's it. Well, there are good people out there that are doing great work. In fact, that doctor we talked to in the first hour, willing to speak up and then also willing to treat people. Why aren't more doctors doing more? That's a question that many have asked, and I think it's a fair question. Well, here's why. We've heard they've been threatened, many of them working for hospitals. The doctor we talked to doesn't work for hospitals. He's a neurosurgeon who, I guess, works for himself. Now, they are being threatened that they may lose their licenses. In some case. And if you take it a profession like that, where they have worked their, you know, what's off for years and racked up thousands, hundreds of thousands, a lot of cases of student debt in order to get to where they are. They just work too hard. It's really a golden cage they've got them locked into. It's sort of a trap, isn't it? And now we're learning the Minnesota Board of Medical Practice is requesting files of patients prescribed ivermectin, according to one doctor specifically, for doctors who did this and have done this and still constantly do, I guess. A Minnesota family physician, according to the Epic Times here, is being investigated for the fifth time in the past 17 months by the state medical board for statements related to COVID says the board is now requesting to see medical records of his patients who were prescribed ivermectin. Dr. Scott Jensen received a notification from the Minnesota's Board of Medical Practice two days before Christmas, informing him of their request for the records. And last night, when he got home after shopping with the kids, the grandkids apparently, there it was. So maybe that's why more folks aren't speaking up and standing up i will say to those that are and doing the right thing continue to fight for us we need you you can continue to fight too i got more good news in my good newsletter go to justinbarclay.com slash good news back with more back next